the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. God set everything in the heavens and the earth in perfect order, including resting in Him and worshiping Him. Our loving God provides six days for us to labor and one day to rest and worship Him. God, who can do whatever He wants to, could have mandated one day of labor and six days of rest and worship, but He selflessly ordained six days of labor and one day of rest and worship for Him. And sometimes we won't even give him that. Listen with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us. These we shall be content. I don't see anything here about a VCR. I don't see anything here about DVDs. I don't see anything in here about surround sounds. Huh? It says food and water be content. Content. I don't see about having cell phones and te- telephones in every room and three cars uh, and a garage. I don't see that. And everything be, be content. It doesn't say nothing about uh, Macy's here. It doesn't say nothing about Dillard's. It doesn't say nothing about all that stuff. It doesn't say nothing about your storage or your attic. Attic. Uh, uh, food and clothing be content. It doesn't say nothing about your styles. It doesn't say nothing about your hats. Don't say nothing about your cologne. Having food and what? Clothing. With these, be, you're not naked and you're eating. Be content. Huh? And that's what's lacking. A lack of contentment to the point that you can't even come to church. Some of you say, well, I got to work today. Some of you, it's by some of you, your job, your, 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 your employer, your, your workplace has ordered your presence. And some of you, have worked on Sunday by choice because you want more. <laughs> Look how quiet it's getting in here now. It's going to get quieter before it's over. Number three, why do people become workaholics? Because of the inability to delegate. They feel they have to do it themselves in order for it to be done right. I got to go to work. I got to do it. They can't do it without me. I'm important. I, I set this up. This is my project. This is my project. I got to get it done. They're going to mess it up. They're incompetent. All that. I want everybody to read with the Bible to turn to Exodus chapter 18, verses 17 through 18. Exodus 18, 17 through 18. Exodus chapter 18, verses 17 through 18. And then verse 21. It says, so Moses, his father-in-law said to him, the thing that you do is not good. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out. Underline that. You will surely what? Wear yourselves out. That's what you're going to do. For this thing is too much for you and you are not able to perform it by yourself. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able by the able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, huh? 
and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. Let me tell you something. If you don't learn to delegate and delegate quickly, you, my friend, you, my sister, or my brother, surely you will wear yourself out. You think your job can't go on without you? Just die. Matter of fact, today, in the daytime, you don't have to die. They can just say things are kind of getting slow and they'll lay you off and don't lose any sleep over you. Huh? And you work yourself to death and they don't even give you a decent going away gift. There are people walked in and could even sign on their computers. Everything's already taken out because you are not wanted here anymore. I'm so glad that I have a God that won't reject me. <laughs> Football players and basketball players get cut, but I'm so glad God won't cut me. <laughs> and I'm so glad that, not like man, God won't take away my benefits. That's right. I got a benefit package that the world, the date, Satan, and all the demons can't take away. Heaven's benefit plan is the best plan. Yeah, folk who have been robbed. In their later years, thinking they have retirement, like Enron and all these places. And at the point of retirement, nothing's there. You think you got a 401k and three and four and five and six. And all of a sudden, it's dipped and you lost 10 to 15,000. But I'm so glad God's benefits don't dip. Oh, God. Stop wearing yourself out. Some of you are killing yourself and it's in the name of more money. You make more and can't give more to the Lord. Number four, why do people become workaholics? Because they love to indulge in the pleasures of this world. First John 2, 15, 16 says, do not love the world or the things in it in the world for if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all the things that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world you like the stuff you every new gadget come out you can't be satisfied with what you have the latest thing come out the, the latest ipad come out latest this come out latest that you just you not satisfied to you and time you get it within days or weeks it's something else out asking for your money Number five, while you're workaholics, the workplace, because the workplace enhances their self-esteem and makes them feel important because of power, press, power, position, and prestige. I got to be, I'm important. I'm the supervisor. I'm the CEO. Uh, I, I got a hundred folk under me. They got to move when I say move. You so much prestigious in that job. Your position is so highfalutin. You rest and take delight in your power and your power is killing you. Colossians chapter 3 verses 23 through 24 says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. You're not there for power, position or prestige. It's to the Lord, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord. Your work is to be your worship also. You worship by giving your your job a good day's work with integrity. You're not sitting there doing personal messaging on computers and 
and talking long on the phone on the side when your boss is absent or on break. And some of you just get cut loose when he's absent. You ought to work not because your boss is there, but because the Lord is there. And you do your business unto the Lord as to the Lord because he gave you the job in the first place. Number six. Why do people become alcoholics? I mean, alcoholics. Workaholics. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, sometimes they become workaholics and then become alcoholics. That's right. That ties right in. That's right. You work more to drink more. Liquor is expensive. And how about that point? That was a wonderful transition. Somebody needed that. That wasn't no accident. Hoo, 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 hoo. Oh, God help me. I was telling the the family minister the other day, I said, I don't know how to tell jokes, but they're always laughing at me. (laughs) Number six, why are people workaholics? Because the workplace has become a safe haven to escape a home that's filled with hurt, abuse, Pain, tension, and strife. I don't want to go home. I, I'd rather be at work because I'm going to a house of hell. I'm unappreciated. Folk fighting like cats and dogs. Husband don't appreciate me. Wife gone crazy and nagging all over the place. Children gone AWOL. I think I'll just stay. I have most sanity on my job than at my house. And some of you like to work because it's a place of refuge and it is an escape from the reality of your home environment. Proverbs chapter three, verses chapter three, verse 33 says, the curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. God blessed the day that he rested and said in his word, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This day is specifically set aside to worship and adore our Heavenly Father. As God's own, we must follow the path he has created for us. God deserves all honor, glory, and praise every day. Yet even as his children, we find ourselves giving less time to the things of God and more time to the things of this world that have no spiritual significance. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Let me transition to one more segment and then we'll be done. Why do able-bodied people refuse to work? Oh, y'all, y'all ooing already. You, you, I mean, you're strong as an ox. Why is it that able-bodied people refuse to work? Number one, because of laziness. Laziness. God worked and then he rested. However, there are many today who are resting but refuse to work. They have lapsed into a perpetual state of rest. God provided rest for people who are working. But some of you are living to rest and that's called laziness. You are just lazy. Lazy, lazy, lazy. 
Proverbs 13, 4a says the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. Desire a whole lot. Oh, I want to be an engineer and I want to be an astronaut and I want to be a doctor and I want to be this. He's just desiring but not putting forth any applied effort. Proverbs 19, 24 says a lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it up to his mouth again. He's too lazy to bring the bowl up to his mouth and eat. Now, you know, that's lazy. The food is there. You too lazy to pick up the bowl. Now, you can't get any lazier than that. Proverbs twenty two thirteen says the lazy man says there's a lion outside. I shall be slain in the street. They see things. There's a line outside. It's tornado. Hurricane Irene. There's a line outside. It's raining outside. I can't go to work. Then when it then when it stopped raining, it's too hot. <laughs> then when it's cold, it's too cold. Huh? You start seeing things. You start seeing things. It's 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 right. It's gonna get bad out there. They're predicting a the flood. You see lions. You see things. Why is it that able-bodied people won't work? Number two, because of government dependency and a sense of entitlement. (laughs) Because of government dependency and a sense of entitlement. People live in a state of expectation that it is the government's responsibility to take care of them. I've been telling y'all down through the years that the government is not your savior. And you see how broke the government is? How can it? Listen, what you got, they trying to take it. You don't even know. You've been paying into Social Security and may not even draw it. Now, how are you going to depend on something like that? Huh? And sometimes the government is an enabler. Enable people who are well-bodied to sit up and lay up and have more babies and just chill out on the resources and taxes of we who work and slave. Second Timothy 3.10 says, for even when we were with you, we commanded you this. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Stop being an enabler. Stop feeding folk who are able-bodied in their right mind and won't work. If they get hungry enough, they will find a job. <laughs> oh God. Why do we why do able-bodied people won't work? I'm about, I'm about done. Some folk feel that some jobs are beneath them. They have too much pride to accept certain jobs. I, I can't find a job. Ain't no jobs out there. I can take you down FM 78 and there are a lot of establishments looking for you. Huh? When you are broke, say broke, there is no such thing as a menial job. Some money is better than no money. Huh? No menial job. We'll put the toilet paper on that rat. Man, you think that's a small thing, but just be in there and don't have none. That's, that's an important job when you need it. Won't y'all say amen? And then, uh-huh. There's no such thing as a little job. Everything you do is important. It's important. 
Proverbs 16, 18 says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You'll see your whole house come down because you don't want to work at McDonald's. You, listen, I'll take McDonald's if that, and there's nothing wrong with McDonald's. McDonald's paid green money too. Huh? You, you go, go all these restaurants establishment and all these places and all you say, well, they're not paying enough, but you're not making nothing. What's your problem? Nothing for nothing equals. Hmm? <laughs> Number four, some people have a low self-esteem and insecurities and insecurities. That's why they uh, won't work. Low self-esteem and insecurities. In other words, they feel they're not good enough or have the skills acquired to to be successful. Listen, refuse to live in self-defeat. Exercise faith and take advantage of opportunities that come your way. There are a lot of training programs. Sometimes you may have gone to school for one thing and there's nothing in your field. You may have to work out of your field to get to your field. And some folks never get back to their field because they get so blessed apart from their field. Because God has a plan that's bigger than you. Huh? Anybody? Am I talking to anybody out there? Oh my God. So refuse to live in self-defeat. Exercise faith and take advantage of opportunities that come your way. Proverbs 3.26a says, for the Lord will be your confidence. Lift up your head and go to work. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Number five, two more and we're done. Number five, some people won't work because of this. There are some men who would rather be taken care of by women than earn their own income. That's a sorry man. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Listen out there, you, 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 you women who got your fiancés that's looking pretty and got little things in his ear and smelling good and got a nice little physique. Listen, if he ain't working, he ain't about nothing. If he's not working before he marry you, he's not going to take care of you after you say, I do. First Timothy 5, 8 says, if anyone provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. You, he's not, he don't call you an infidel. He said you worse. Your family and your children, they all not wonder about how they're going to make it. Don't have school clothes. Don't have lunch money. Because that lazy rascal want to sit up and eat and burp. Why that woman go, go to work and, and deal with two jobs and children on top of it. Get your lazy self up. Get out that house. Thank you, God. Let me tell you something. If your wife is working outside of the home, that's an asset to you. If she don't work a job, it is your responsibility to take care of your wife. As a matter of fact, she's out there working to pay all this uh, daycare and all her money spent on that when she should have been at home raising some godly children instead of raising some hooklums because she's absentee. Huh? Nope. That's right. That's right. You know, y'all choking a little bit. 
That's right. That's right. That's an asset. I mean, if she doesn't work at all, it's your responsibility. You are the provider. Finally, but not the least. Those of you who have just retired or have been retired for many years. God is calling you too, my friend, to be productive and fruitful in old age. Don't be offended. That's what the Bible says. Said, I'm a senior. No, you old. I'm in my golden year. You old. I'm retired. You still old. You are not left here to be idle because you retired. Kick back, phoning it out, messing around, cruising it out, lollygagging around. Just you're not here to be busy bodies meddling in other folk business because you're not working. Now you get you were more worth to God while you were working than when you were retired. Some of you retired now and you don't just coast your way to heaven. You just going to coast on up to Zion. You, some of you, 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 you retire, but you're so consumed with this, with the pleasures of this world until you're no earthly or heavenly good for God. God, listen here, you old folk. Don't get mad at me. I'm going to show you a scripture. God has left you here to advance his kingdom on earth. That's why he's given you life after work. Huh? He's left you here to advance his kingdom on earth. You should be full of fire and the Holy Ghost. Huh? Your faces should be radiant with the glory of God. The harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few. Your years of life, your experiences in life, your trials through life, your years of walking with the Lord should be a tremendous blessing to the kingdom of God at your age. The golden years of your life should yield more fruit, not less. The closer you get to the finish line, the more relentlessness and tenacity you should have for the cause of Christ. In this season of your life, you should be blazing a spiritual trail and leaving a lasting spiritual legacy to the glory of God in old age. Why don't you say amen? If you got, if you mad at me because I said all that old, turn to Psalms 92, last scripture, verses 13 and 14. Everybody with a Bible. This is the last verse. Psalms 92, verses 13 and 14. When you find it, say amen. Look what it says. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. That's some people when they get older, you can't find them in church. They came to church more when they worked. Than they do in their retirement. You ab- Why are you absent so much and you retire? Hmm? Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Shall flourish in the courts of our God. You ought to be flourishing in the house today. People ought to see fruits all over the house. They shall still bear fruit. In what? Old age. You bearing fruit. They shall be fresh and flourishing. In other words, you're not old and stale. You are fresh. You are vital. You are flourishing. You are go-getter. 
You were saying like Caleb saying at 85, give me this mountain. <laughs> you ready to take on whatever God has you. I, I, I'm up today. I, I'm living today. I'm, in a, I'm not in a nursing home. I'm not paralyzed by a stroke. I don't have Alzheimer's. God has left you here in your right mind and with your energy and your strength and your experiences and your walk with the Lord. You've been through all those trials to make an investment. Where's the investment? You older women, who are you teaching when it comes to the younger women? Older men, younger men. Huh? You still know how to do math. You can still be a tutor. You can still work in a school. And you can have children that are struggling. Show after show, television after television, television. All these things, all these realities, all of this, good morning America, this to this to this to this to that. Moving a little here, going out here, having a little mall here, a little time here, a little that, that. Take a little spa break, go this here, go there. Oh, it's so good. Listen, it should be all of our goal to finish well. The closer you get to going home to be with Christ, the more relentless you ought to be for the cause of Christ. And all God's children say it. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your blessing. And Father, this is your word because you want to wake us up. You want us to be on fire. And we are so close to death that we want to redeem the time. And oh God, help people not to get mad at me because it's just your word. But use the word to examine their own lives and see where they fall short and be made better as they surrender those areas of weaknesses to you. We love you, Father. I pray that you move people to come to Christ right now in Jesus' name. And all God's children say it. God has given us an impeccable plan for labor, rest, and worship. We suffer because we do not adhere to it. And because we don't adhere to it, we find ourselves struggling. The good news is we don't have to. As Pastor Rander concludes today's message, listen closely as he walks us through the scripture for the answers to our struggles. We have the access. We just have to tap into it. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.